This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we tackle the question, what did that baby do to my friend? Plus, Biz is in Alabama, and Teresa discovers community isn't always the best. Or maybe I should be. Are these Alabama? I was just that was my really shitty sweet home Alabama guitar riff. You know what? It didn't hit me like till right when I started. Words started coming out of my mouth. That's okay. So it's okay. True and embarrassing story in college number whatever. I in Alabama. I was at a frat party and got up on stage to sing with the band. And Good idea. It was yeah, and it was Sweet Home Alabama, and I didn't know any of the words to it. And people were like, "How could you not know the words?" And I was like, "My theory is the moment you leave the state of Alabama, you know all the words yeah, to the song that's Sweet Home Alabama. You have to leave in order for that to happen." Yes. So on yeah. this very special episode of One Bad Mother, we are pre-recording the show. You're welcome uh, for the time when I will be in Birmingham. Yeah, where I'm going to. Predict right now. Yeah, I'm having hear. I'm having a great time, guys. Oh, that's such it's a hot. Nice prediction. It's it probably hot. is hot. Yeah. It's hot, but the kids and grandmama and grandpapa are all syncing up. Aunt Helen Michelle's coming in just a few days to hang out. It's going to be lovely. Is there like a signature cocktail? Brown something. Something brown. brown. <laughs> okay. I'm sure the the Alabama Slammer. Okay. Something like that. What, I'm not going to have that garbage. I don't know. Okay. So Long Island iced tea. Is that like everybody's <laughs> cheap Gatorade and vodka? I don't know. Last right. time I drank like that, I was in college. Okay. And it wasn't good. I'm just wondering if there's any if there's going to be any like porch sitting with cocktails. We don't have a porch. On. You don't have a porch. We're not. I don't live like on a farm in Alabama. No? I live like God in a total it. suburb. Okay. <laughs> just like a regular. Just a regular uh, old house. All right. Uh, with a lot of carpet. Can I imagine it the other way? Please. Okay. Please. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, so that's what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teresa, you, you, how are you without me? No. How are, <laughs> how are you? How are you in general? Um, I'm okay. Um, I was just thinking about uh, the other day <laughs> I pulled it together to take my kids to like the children's museum, like the local children's museum. I chose to go on a weekend, which was not really like the smartest thing Mm because that's whenever that's when it's like the most crowded. Right. Um so we were there and I don't know, I just had this thought like (laughs) you know, you're surrounded by this really it's really a community of other parents and children. Which and we encourage people to go out yeah, and do. Go out in public. Take it can your kids make out in you public. Feel... Not so alone. Right. You're not so alone. You're, you know, there's the always a potential for making friends or yep. your kids making friends. But even if you're not, you know, doing that, you're just, you're sort of part of a larger society and community right. of families. I also like seeing other children break down. It makes me feel better. Like, lose their <laughs> shit. I'm like, oh, good. Go ahead. So? So... 
there's all of that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm 100% on board with all of that. But there's also this other thing that happens for me, <laughs> which is like, I guess, especially if I'm feeling very tired. Yeah. Which is that suddenly the last thing in the world <laughs> I want is to be around other parents parenting. Right. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about being around my friends parenting their kids. Right. Like, that's kind of a different thing. But like, just... Suddenly looking around myself and just seeing this sea of parents and kids and everybody's kind of doing the stuff that they do. And the parents are all kind of haggard a little right, bit. Yeah, everybody always looks tired. People are tired. People are tired. And everyone's Ugh. trying to stop so-and-so yeah. from doing what they're doing <laughs> and like using a, co- you know, everybody's using this tactic or that right. tactic that are all way too familiar to yeah. me. <laughs> and like sometimes it's working and sometimes it's not. And like just somehow the like, com- like the combined noise yeah. of all of that going at once together. Yes. That's the last thing much. I want in the world. It's like being Goodbye. surrounded by a million mirrors. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, oh, totally. That's like, exactly what it is. even if the parenting that you're watching... Yeah, it's, it's fine. Great no parenting. judgment either right. way. Some of it's great. Some of, some it's, of it's awful. Terrible. My favorite ever at that very specific children's museum uh-huh. was like, you sat down with your kid and they could like play with some shitty clay and sure. slam a stalag, you know, like a, what is it, a trilobite okay. fossil on top yeah. of it. His <laughs> parents with this two-year-old were like... Okay, like, like, like this. Okay, like, this like is this. how you this do is, it. This is this yeah. is this is how you jam how a you piece of plastic it. on top of a piece oh of play dough. You're not gonna. It's just like just steam. I was just, just like, walk away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. So yeah, um, so I'm anyway. exhausted. Yeah, so yeah, surrounded That's by. All. A hall of mirrors. Yeah, I was just like, I can't ever do this again. Well, <laughs> I was you like, know I'm never coming do. here on a weekend you know again. I can't. Should. I can't take the pressure. Clearly, the answer is you should hang out with people without kids. True. <laughs> I should just hang yeah. out with adults yeah. that don't have kids yes. and are and aren't babysitting for kids. That's right. Just hang out with yeah. other adults. Yes. No kids allowed. Yeah. Oh, or 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 that. Uh-huh. That would be even better. Yeah. So today's show is going to be a very special episode because for some reason I thought this was going to be a really great idea. <laughs> Teresa we'll, we'll see about that. We're going to see about this. But we're going to tackle today the question on behalf of all of our uh, listeners who don't have kids. Uh, what did that baby do to my friend? Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, I guess I am too. I think our goal was... To find out if people had people without kids had questions about like okay I just don't understand why people who just have kids sometimes do X Y or Z or I'm trying to figure out how to communicate with my friend about X Y or Z all Teresa and I are going to be able to do is answer these questions from our perspective about what's happening or what we've sort of experienced uh-huh. and uh, if that is helpful great and if it's not just Go back to our episode on birth control 
Sure. Because that was also unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So first, I just kind of wanted to ask you, Teresa, in general, blanket statement, blanket Mm -hmm. question. Uh, Did... Once you had Simon, mm. uh, did that affect any of your friendships? Did it? I mean, was it where? Where were you on the spectrum of? Because I do think this is a thing. Yeah, there, there's a hump. There's a period of transition. Yeah, uh, it's not like having the baby only affects solely you. I mean, you know, we've talked about how it affects your relationship with in-laws and parents and siblings and all that. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, most of my friends when I had Simon, uh, my first child, most of my friends were on generally speaking on the track to have a kid soon like a couple of my friends already had a kid um most of my other friends were like not not pregnant yet or they were trying to get pregnant or but they were everybody for the most part generally speaking was on track on track to that that you know yeah um that was like in the scheme of what people were this is how my life is going to shape up. I'm yeah. going to have a kid, which I think for me maybe helps with yeah. friendships just because uh, that's something we have in common. Yeah, right. maybe I have the kid first, but that doesn't but that's that doesn't necessarily divide us. Right. Because. Right. right. No, you know makes, what I'm saying? No, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how about you? Well, for me, it was a little different. I was uh, because I was in my later 30s and I do you think because the sort of career that I had sort of where all my friends were was very performance driven, uh, a lot of my friends, uh, that that all came very much first. I mean, I was surrounded by people where, you know, uh, I was really the only one who was sort of in a relationship and headed down that down the track. Uh-huh. Right. So when I had yeah. mine. Uh, my friends weren't really even close to that track. As a matter of fact, I'm, I got to tell you, if I look back on it, I'm not sure if I honestly know what, if we'd ever sat down as a group of friends and said, I want kids, I don't want kids. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it just, was just not in the realm of... It wasn't in the realm of what yeah. we were doing. Yeah. Um, and then Stefan is younger than me, and so his friends were all also just sort of just starting relationships. Oh, yeah. So, like, no one really had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I think I, and I'm going to talk about this some later related to one of the questions, but I definitely allowed the fact that I wasn't sure about what my friends wanted and how that made me feel as the person who had the kid, I think definitely put an added stress or pressure in how I approached the, my friendships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that it made me freeze up a lot in terms of feeling like I felt guilty about having a kid on oh, some level okay you know or I felt like my kid and this choice was was like serving as this reminder of like you're not having why don't you have kids like I felt huh. like I was like the epitome of all of society suddenly yeah. on my friends being yeah. like you're never gonna have kids or uh-huh. you should be in a relationship you're not even close you know what I mean like yeah. again whether or not that was even true yeah that was definitely in my brain, and I I can now look back and be like, nah, it probably wasn't healthy. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it was, you know, it was a lot of work. My my the the I think it was a lot of work, uh, and then yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about that. I you know, in terms of we also moved 
Yeah. So that was a big thing. You know, proximity affects friendships. Do you feel a lot. like you do you feel like part of why you wanted to move was to kind of like make a separation? There? Oh no, no, I just fucking hated New York. You so hated fucking New York. done. Okay. I was so fucking done in that city. And I'd moved a lot in my life. But like and... did the move make that make yeah, it, made it easier? Even more cha- no. Or it made my harder. friendships more challenging. Because yeah. then whenever you did talk, like Yeah, time yeah. had passed, there's no yeah. exposure. It's not like they even had the opportunity to be around Katie Bell growing up. Right. You know, so like there was just nothing besides me being that person on the phone being like, my kids did X, Y, and Z. And my friends being like, I was out until 2 a.m. like partying with so-and-so. You know what I mean? So like it was definitely this weird uh, thing. So that's a little bit about sort of us and our, I think, the dynamics that we enter into this with. So what we're going to do now that we've set that up is – a couple of weeks ago, uh, we put out to the listeners uh, a question of if you have, if you want to ask us uh, any questions about what did that baby do to my friend, <laughs> uh, we'll collect them and we'll try and answer them. Um, there are some themes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got a response. We, we got some gradually, We got some really great responses, and I really felt they all were kind of spot on to I think sort of the larger issue of communication. A little bit. So I, I, uh, it'll be interesting. So these are, these are the questions that you guys wrote in, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. So uh, we got a couple of questions related to a statement that goes as follows. Oh, you'll understand when you become a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of our listeners uh, without kids felt like, Wow, like do you, I had one who was like, Do you really think I'm a robot? I cannot yeah. possibly comprehend what love is. Yeah. <laughs> and all that. And I I don't like count as a person until I yeah, have it does, birthed a child. It's so like, loaded. It's yeah. like you'll understand, meaning yeah. I cannot possibly understand you. It's loaded with the whole like you don't have value right. until you have a kid. Yeah. This ties in with another one that we got it, it, it reworded. It yeah. could be you won't know what love is. Yeah. Until you have a child. Yeah. Which, that one is true. Oh, let's, yeah. let's acknowledge. You have no that, idea. I, that last one is actually really I, I true. think that should be rewarded, too. <laughs> you have no idea what sleep deprivation is until you have a child. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, we, I thought we'd start with this one because, one, all right, fair enough. Yeah. That's a really shitty thing to say. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, and also, we said to each other before we went on the air, we pretty sure we've each said, said something like similar that to that at some point which so I, I feel like this is such a like i hate it when people say x y and z yeah. line the welcome yeah. to new york line yeah. the um uh, are you having twins are you having twins <laughs> uh yeah yeah are you gonna you know are you still breastfeeding are you not still breastfeeding are you I breastfeed? sure you're not having twins you sure <laughs> <laughs> Um, it falls, are you tired? Are you ready to be done? Right? So it falls in to that camp of, one, sometimes garbage comes out of our mouths yeah. and we're, we have no control of it and we're not even aware of the ramifications of what we've said. It's sort of like, gee, the weather or yeah. politics. Like, yeah. it's just stuff you've been kind of programmed yeah. to say. Yeah. Well, uh, you'll miss it when they're older. Yeah, miss it when, yeah. <laughs> Cherish these times. Yeah. <laughs> Love your children. Enjoy now you your- need to have a girl, <laughs> which is the one I've been getting like every fucking day of my life. So we can all agree 
Everybody on the planet says absolute garbage and bullshit <laughs> repeatedly all the time. Two, it also falls into the, you have to really decide knowing your friend. Because if this is being said to you by somebody who's not a friend, yeah. well, well, you just kind of have to let that go. Yeah. Because that's, because they're, cause, yeah. yeah. That, it Who doesn't cares? matter. Yeah. Right. Uh, if it's being said to you by a good friend, yeah. then possibly what they're saying is not specifically you don't know how to love, you'll never love, and yeah. you're worthless as a human being. Yeah. I know for me, when similar things have come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. they are more re- – that sounds nicer than making you sit there and listen to me complain about, like, how fucking tired I am, the in, like, the issues I'm having – with balance and life and personal time and like all this stuff Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I could either sit here and explain all this garbage to you over and over and over and over again, or or I could just be like, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it's just like one of those things like until you, (laughs) I hate to compare this. This I'm just saying as a phrase, I can remember, uh, you can train, you can try and prepare people for worst case scenarios or for like, you know, getting robbed or but until you're robbed you can never think you're treating yourself you know like I think about being in that bathroom stall at work and listening to that horrible weird noise coming out of the stall next to me Uh and only you're and being like what is fucking wrong with so and so yeah and then realizing three years later she was pumping in a fucking stall oh yeah you know what I mean like just like the disconnect I had um so I I don't think it's a punishment line yeah I think it's more of a I, I don't know how else to say this line. Yeah. And I'm looking to have a conversation and I'm using the wrong words to do it. Yeah. It's also it's also a, um, well, yeah, it's like, it's kind of an easy way out. Yeah, Because yes. it's like, yes. it's, it's also a way of kind of apologizing or making mm. an excuse for yourself. Yes. Like, yes. I know I seem like a complete mess right now or I know I'm making these choices that to you maybe seem like choices I wouldn't have made or in the right. past or that seem different from how I said I would do things. You know, like, <laughs> yes. I, and it's just like, well, the the easiest way to explain it is like, I didn't expect shit to change this much, but it did. And yeah. like, the, and the easiest way to say that is like, uh, you'll you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> but yeah, but, but I mean, that specific phrasing yeah. is also fucked up because it's also like assuming that the other person is going to have a child, well, right. which is like really problematic too. Yeah, um, exactly. And so it, you know, it does set up this feeling of like, well, are you. I assume you will, because, like, you... Doesn't everybody? Right, yeah. Well, and I think it also, in, in connection with the love one, like, you won't know love until you have yeah. a kid. That's, you, you most certainly will. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just different. It's like saying you're going to love one kid more than another. I know. It's, it's, it's completely... Love is such a unique human emotion to each person. So yeah. I think I would have been fine... Upon saying any of those things mm-hmm. on any level and having my friend, mm-hmm. not a casual stranger who I accidentally pissed off by saying it, mm-hmm. but a friend say, you know what, I, I, I'm not sure that you mean yeah. that, or you may mean that, but I, I want you to know that like that triggers X, Y, and Z yeah, in me. And, totally. and like, we don't have to have this full conversation oh, yeah. now because you have a baby rubbing applesauce in your face, but <laughs> yeah. like, let's go grab some. I just want yeah. you to know that... You know, I love you, and I'm. I I hope I can better understand what you specifically are going through. Yeah, and, and I'm going to work hard on not taking that as a statement of 
me not being able to be empathetic yeah. to you. So, I mean, like, yeah. these are really... I, all or the, these, like, I'm not on your level somehow. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. and oh, and as another blanket sort of disclaimer, you or your friend might also just be dicks. <laughs> so, like, I mean, so if you can't have those kind of discussions with your friend, then that's going to be unrelated. Then that goes much deeper than these sorts of questions, okay? Sometimes we just grow differently and it's time to reevaluate and that's okay. Yeah, um, and I think, yeah, I think there's also... Ooh, I just want to say, like, with, on the topic of, like, horrible things that fly out of our mouths, like, I mean, <laughs> I think we all deserve some amount of like generosity and yeah. forgiveness and i'm i'm going to be honest right now i'm super tempted to say especially parents of young children mm. or babies who are sleep deprived and yeah. going through like a huge emotional and physical transition in their lives but I also don't want to do that thing of like, look, parents are special. We need like special extra excuses and or forgiveness. Only parents of certain aged kids. No, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. it's it does go back to like things we've said before, which is like we never know what's going on. Right. We never know the full picture with everyone. And like if this is somebody you care about and that you know yes. has been a good friend to you in the past, like just give them give them a little. Like give yeah. them just be willing to forgive. It doesn't mean you don't have a right to be like hurt or upset right. or like ever explain yourself, but just just I think we just all deserve that. We all deserve like a little bit of like, uh, she probably didn't mean it. And I will say on she behalf, was really tired. Yeah. And on behalf of the people without the kids, it is a transition for you too. There is a, a fear of loss of a friend. Like Oh, yeah. You sure. know, so like yeah. We also need to be, you need to forgive yourself yeah. for our, like your feelings of, you know, I, it's very easy to be like, am I selfish because I, I'm yeah, scared I'm sure. losing my friends. So yeah. like you need to be sensitive to yourself about that yeah. and that how you're, how that's affecting how you read things and people with the new kids or the kids need to be sensitive to that too. Yeah. Sometimes it's really easy at like, I was telling Teresa that like five years in, I'm having a much easier time maintaining friendships with my friends who don't have kids mm. like, and finding that balance mm -hmm. in a way that I just couldn't during uh -huh. that first year. Yeah. And I feel like it's, I, I sometimes I think the, the team just had a kid or team kids sometimes has a luxury of looking back and being like, Oh, I just didn't take that into consideration. Yeah. Of how, my friend. Yeah. And how they're feeling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, apologies. There's always time for apologies, yep. everybody. Sure. There's no limit, uh, statute of limitations on apologies. Another lump uh, sort of, of questions that kind of came in was about, we're going to call it communications. <laughs> in particular, phone calls, texts, yeah. and emails. Yeah. Quote, I know you saw my text, triple exclamation points. <laughs> you posted a picture or status of your children on Facebook via mobile after I sent the message. Gah! Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're talking specifically about, like, not, like, yeah. parent friends not getting back to their other friends. Good. Yes. In a timely manner or what was assumed to be a timely manner previously. Right. Okay. I have spoken at great length of how much I hate not getting back to people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've also, I think we've both spoken at great length of how suddenly three weeks pass. Yeah. And I, 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 for myself, I can say 
I read everything that I get by email and text. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's really hard. Sadly, most responses need to be more than yes mm-hmm. or no. Yep. And finding the time to then go back down and write that, because I usually, I mean, I, communication will, will get better for me once I don't have this baby who mm-hmm. only wants to be held all the time, like wants to take my phone out, smash it on the ground, mm-hmm. or if I'm on my computer, pull it off mm-hmm. and like touch the fucking pad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know I can put it on a shelf and type, but then he's by my leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like a fucking nightmare. So the first time I, I get two times a day to answer emails or text or whatever, and it's usually uh, 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Both times I'm not at my best. Mm-hmm. And those are also the same two windows where I get to kind of do anything super personal too. Mm-hmm. So for me, a lot of times it's, all right, I'm going to answer that tonight. And then I don't. Yeah. And it's not that I haven't sure. read it. Yeah. And it's not that I don't want to answer it. Sure. I just have not responded. Or the text, I get it and I'm in the car. Yeah. And the you're not going to text while you're thing. driving. Here's the picture thing. And here's mm-hmm. the picture thing. I pick up my phone, I click picture, and then I click another button that says load to Facebook. Yeah. I don't have to write anything. Yeah. I don't have to do, I can, maybe I can write one word. Yeah. Tacos or whatever. Yeah. That is very easy. The computer is technically doing that for yep. me. Texting, though, again, requires two fingers for me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. requires, again, thought. I don't want to be like yeah. tacos at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and maybe that's just it. Maybe I should just start responding to people's texts with photos. With photos. With photos of us. I'm like, here we are. Figure, yeah. out, figure out what's happening Or here. just say yes or no. Yeah. Yes. No matter what the Whatever person the question is. Yes. No. But then I feel yeah. like if I do that, my friend's going to think I'm being a dick. Yeah. So anyway, so that's from the uh, world yeah. of biz okay. in terms of communications. <laughs> I'm going to just like jump on top of that and say like, for me, I just assume that my friends know how chaotic right. my life is yeah. and that they know that I will get back to them as soon as I can. And I always do. Right. Eventually. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I'll be in the middle of messaging with one of my friends and something happens yeah. and I walk away from it and I don't come back to it for sometimes two and a half hours, yes. even though we were like in mid discussion. Right. I will come back two and a half hours later and it's fine. They know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we do have an assumption in this world that we're all supposed to respond to people like immediately. Yeah. And that is a luxury of the, the age. Of it's the, not like, a luxury either. I it's, agree. I think, yeah. I mean, the assumption yeah. that people do that yeah. is the luxury. But in reality, you know, people, you just didn't know somebody called you till you got home and played your answering machine. Exactly. I mean, not that I don't love hearing from people throughout yeah. the day. It's just that it does it it does kind of like take you out of whatever you're doing to go ahead and like write the response. Right. So, and I will say just as a to add to this whole discussion in terms of what goes on in my totally screwed up head uh-huh. is if three days pass, I start to feel oh, shit, I have not gotten back to so-and-so uh-huh. about just, I haven't even responded to say hi. I say, yeah. it, you know, yeah. and then I've got to do that. Yeah. And then, again, things are happening, and you're like, uh, and then too much time passes in oh, my yeah. mind, and I begin to feel like I've now suddenly fucked something up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, this this happened first year, first child. A lot of this would happen. Where I was just, ah, oh, fuck it. 
Now they probably hate me and they're probably oh, mad. That's so sad. And now I've like I've totally it was sad and then I would eventually get back to them but I always like put this additional pressure. Yeah. So as if you are whoever you are either side of the coin. Yeah. If you are the one with the freer time, uh I recommend saying no, I always put on people's emails now. Don't no even rush getting say back if to you're me. the one with the freer time. Okay. Because nobody sees themselves as the one with the freer time. Like, who is the one with the freer time? Okay. Everybody has busy lives. Like, My whether you have kids or no time kids. all day to text right. me. But I'm just saying, like, we don't want to assume that yes. the person with kids is busier. Like, the, everybody's fucking busy. You know what is, I mean? We are just. It's, the... it's more just a question of if somebody doesn't get back to you. Just know that they will. Yeah. And if, <laughs> or and follow if, up. Yeah. Follow up. Yeah. Thank you. Follow up. <laughs> Fine. I, I'm just as horrible as everybody in the world. No, no it's I just funny. Just, it's just no, funny because it's... Do it. You can't control right. it. Right. Well, and somebody is freer. Yes. One of them is freer because yes. no two people are exactly the same amount busy ever. Teresa, somebody is freer, but nobody in the world will ever be like, well, I probably... <laughs> I'm the one that has lots of time. Well, I, this whole thing is just a cover for how disappointed I am, Teresa, that you have not replied. To I know my I never reply to you about that cat video that I, I didn't even watch, but I, I never reply to you ever. Um, no, I, I always suggest ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, ever is. Uh, it doesn't hurt to be like. Hey, to follow up. Yeah, it, it does just, not hurt. Um, yeah, it's, I still love you. Yeah, respond when still, you can. Still friends. Like, <laughs> come on. You know, we can withstand a little of this and a yeah. little of that. It's this like is not the apocalypse, people. Or if somebody's super grumpy one month, wait a fucking month yeah. and contact them next month. They'll probably be feeling better. Yeah, you know, exactly. like don't take it personally. I just want to say one last mm, thing about the please. texting. I've noticed that actually, because some of my friends don't live nearby and I mm. never see them and yeah. I rarely talk to them on the phone. So when I get, like, a message from them, I, like, sometimes I'm in the moment, like, with my kids and it's crazy or I'm, like, trying to make a lunch or trying to get yeah. out the door or whatever. And I'm, like, oh, I need to reply to that. And I'm, like, oh, it's making me feel stressed out. And then I realize, like, if I had received this when I was, like, sitting on the floor in Simon's room waiting for him to fall asleep and I was, like, having quiet time, yeah. I would have been really happy to yeah. get it and, like, take the time to respond. And so right. I save those. Yeah. I save the ones that I'm, like, really excited about. Yeah. Because I save them so that I can reply to them when I'm enjoying it. And it's yeah. not like, oh, I got to rush to, like, respond to this person. I save that. Right. You know? And yeah. that's – so that's, like – that's, like, I'm doing – that's, like – Making that's good for I think the friendship. Yeah, like no, it holding is. off on responding is totally good for the friendship. And also, I always like getting like a text that, uh, that not that anyone ever sends me these texts, <laughs> said Eeyore. But I always like the ones that are just like thinking of you. Love that. Thank you, Beautiful. Nadia. Or like yeah. some cute little emojis, yeah. Yeah, like the, of a lady dancing and drinking a cocktail. I love even, that. I don't even understand what's happening. <laughs> Um, so, uh, to add to the communication discussion, maybe we should all work at adding a new level to communication, which is just, hey, I'm thinking about you, emails, texts, sure. and Facebook posts. Sure. Okay. Another sort of theme mm -hmm. in the questioning was about hanging out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I will read one of those. Uh, I will read one of the ones that we got about this. All right. Hey, ladies, I have a question for you. I have a friend with two small children. We are both married and in our mid-30s. I would love to have dinner with her and her family, either at her house or at our house, kids included, of course, but I just can't convince her of this. What's up with that? 
<laughs> Such a good question. That's a good question. It really is. Yeah. So, Teresa, I'll let you go on this. What's oh. up with that, Teresa, for you? Teresa, um, I want to come over. <laughs> well, I do. We do that, actually. Yeah. And so I'm I'm cool with it. But I, I think I know what the hesitation is. Um, so I, can, I guess I can speak to that. Oh, like, I hesitate all the time. Okay. So I, I don't mind. I can totally talk to you. Okay, go ahead. I hesitate all the time because, one, <laughs> dinner time, I'm, like, so tired. Uh-huh. Okay? So that's one. I'm just okay. tired. Tired by that time of day. I'm really tired. Yep. That doesn't mean that this question is only about dinners. Okay? But yeah. I'm saying for the di- the world of dinners, evenings, yeah. I'm tired. Two, I, both my kids thrive on schedule. Right. Um, so a lot of times, if that dinner is going to hit, in the middle of like put down or nap time or whatever, that always freaks me out. It mm-hmm. freaks me out. Whether or not we could do it, yeah, sure, doesn't mean that it hasn't suddenly added some stress. Yeah. Three, my guilt about um, the state of the house or what we're cooking or what we're doing mm-hmm. um, and my inability to ask for help with that. Like, okay, great. We'll come over to my house because my house is more kid friendly, so the kids yeah. can trash it. Yeah. But I want you to cook. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I never would ask that. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. And then uh, finally, depending on the age of the kids, uh-huh. like once Katie Bell got older and was kind of doing her own thing a little bit, it was great having people over. Mm. But, like, Ellis is still so on the move that, like, 90% of my time is just following him. Mm-hmm. And it makes for difficult conversations. Even if you don't mind, I mind and I feel crazy. All those things said, that is all me. Mm-hmm. And the lesson I have learned is when I get past it and we go to the dinner or we go to the event or we go out, even if it's one of those things where they just want me to come out. You know, mm-hmm. it's just me going out for an evening of drinks or at dinner with a friend. Yeah. And I fight doing it because I'm so fucking tired. I always feel <laughs> great after. And everything yeah. usually goes really well. Yeah. And the kids are all fine and they still sleep and they still do yeah. everything. I'm like, the world didn't end. And I always feel great. And I always go, I should really do this more. Yeah. And then two weeks later... I go right back into that mode. So some of you may have friends like me who are just so overwhelmed that it's working its way out in this manner in terms of the hangout and the get together. Yeah. So as somebody who does it, why don't you tell me why it's successful and like how you do it? Because that might help people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I think the reason it works for me is, well, for one thing, Jesse really likes to cook. Right. Um, so and I don't really cook. So I don't have to ever really worry about that. Right. Like nobody's ever really expecting me to cook. So if yeah, so if people come over, it's either like getting takeout or Jesse's cooking. Yeah. And then like I've found that like when people come over, it's really nice for me because people help me play with my yeah. kids. And yeah. so it kind of takes a load off for yeah. that reason. Also, I will say just logistically, my kids go to bed a lot later than your kids. Right. And like that just makes that it's kind of thing a lot difference. more possible. Yeah, right. But and so that I think that's major. But yeah. I do want to point out about the schedule. Like if you if having dinner with friends, whether at home or at another friend's house or mm-hmm. going to a party um, does interfere with your kid's schedule. There have been times in my life with my kids where I am so sleep deprived and so exhausted that the idea of screwing up even yeah. one night, I 
literally cannot take it. It's the same thing as traveling. Right. Uh, there have been t- Oscar does not do well traveling. And there have been times when I just said, I'm not going. Yeah. We cannot go because I can't take another night of not literally not i mean i just i can't do it right it's not and and like the only comfort i can say about that is that will pass i mean the the years where like sleep getting interrupted causing everybody's lives to fall apart those are limited years i mean that will get better so there's also i think in the dinner and like there was another question was like why don't you bring your kids to parties at night yeah take them out at night yeah even if your schedule is looser, no matter what day of the week it is, yeah, you will still you. I still getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Right. So is Stephanie. Exactly. That will never change. That never changes. Even I know. if my kids go I to know. bed at midnight, they will still be up at five. It's I not know. like it's I. That's one of those one. That's one of those questions that I get the reverse of, where they're like, yeah. "It's Saturday." <laughs> I know. I'm like so. I know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That that doesn't matter at all. Right. So uh, that's true. So yeah. it's also it yeah, there's that so, added pressure of like I'm going to be so much extra tired and tomorrow. And to like I this. still want to see my friends, right. but you really it is really a commitment. So and that's then, the explanation for sort of the like going out thing. So yeah. I think some solutions to this is yeah. one really being like to your friend I want to be a part of your kid's life uh-huh. and your life. Oh, that's okay? Cool. Like yeah. wording it like that so it's not yeah. this pressure of let's go be social. It's I want to be part of your community. Yeah. All right? So that that just wording would make me feel so much like the pressure of I have to entertain you as a friend, yeah. not as entertain you and be in charge of my kids. Yeah. If I know that we're just all in it together, yeah. that would take a huge pressure off of totally. me. Two, uh, I love the takeout. It should just always be takeout. Takeout works always. great. Just throw it, it away and fucking take out. Yeah. And be, if you're the one who's coming, being like, let me order it. Yeah, why don't I pick it and up? And I'll pick yeah. it up. Or either one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and so like that helps. It does. Yeah. Um, and even if you can't, yeah. Um, you know, you can always pick up a fucking roast chicken at the grocery store. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a fancy dinner. Yeah. Like a glass of wine out in the backyard or on yeah. the porch or in the den while the kids are kind of moving around. It is nice yeah. with a set time limit of you know at eight o'clock. Yeah, we're gone. Yeah, and if it's expectations of like your kids going out to do something, if, if you can't, if you want to see your friend as your old friend, yeah, that just may not be something that's going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like on the same level because yeah. it, it's it, even just going out to a tiki bar sometimes with my friends where it's just me and it should be this thing that like I'm sure all my friends are like, why? This is great. It's your it's a night out. Yeah. To me, I have all those added things. Of, totally. Yeah, but I still have to get up at five and I still have to drive and I still. Uh, yeah. So like you maybe if maybe that's the perspective that has to change yeah. that it's more like, like our hangout's going to be different now yeah let's figure it yeah. out let's yeah. figure it out together yeah. what will work yeah totally um i like it okay so then we have like a little list of like random questions mm-hmm. we're just gonna we're just gonna push knock them these. out knock okay. them out okay am i allowed to give you advice about your kids when i don't have any Teresa? can i give you advice about your kids when <laughs> i don't have any What's your thought on that? I feel like that, no, not not that you can't give advice mm. because you don't have kids. But, I mean, if somebody asks you for advice, <laughs> yeah, of course you can. There you go. Of course you can give advice if you were asked. Yeah. So I think that's a good point. I think wait to be asked. Yeah. And maybe also if you really see your friend struggling with something, yeah. I think it's fair to be like, 
How's it go? A separate time without kids. Yeah. I usually ask people all the time, how How's it are going? you? Yeah. How is it going? Yeah. How, you know, see if you can get the conversation going up or like whatever yeah. to see if they want to ask you. Totally. Otherwise, sorry, you're just going to have to keep your mouth shut. I mean, you can also do the, the old, are you asking for advice? Yeah. Because I've done that before where somebody good. is like really laying their problem on me and they're nice. not saying anything that they're not saying like, what would you do or what should I do? Ooh. And I kind of like have an idea, but I don't want to lay it on them if they don't want to hear it. So just, are you asking for advice? Yeah. If not, totally cool. But are you? That's great. You know? I love that. All right. Okay. That's really good. Thanks. How much am I allowed to tell off your child? <laughs> like if you aren't there and your kid hits me. Hit him back. <laughs> Fucking you that. Just take his take. Are like, they above 18 months? Right. Then you can hit them yeah. back. Yeah, I'm, just kidding. Kidding. I'm just no, kidding. No, no, it's more psychological. Never... Find their favorite toy and just break it. <laughs> Him again. Off goes an arm. The uh, no, 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 no. The, okay, disciplining yeah. somebody else's child again falls into the camp of pregame conversation. Okay, yeah. like this is when you're if you are a Parents yeah. leaving your kid alone with a friend, yeah. then just like you would with a babysitter or a grandparent or an in-law, you have to take responsibility for having the discussion about what is and what is not okay. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I really think that's the parent friend's responsibility yeah. in a big way. If you are the friend who has found yourself in that situation, you need to immediately follow up and say, "Hey." This again, not when the kid's around, but like, let's say you're on the phone or you're hanging out or you're texting and you want to have the conversation for over the span of three months. You could say, you know what? When we were out the other day and your kid, you're, you know, I, I, it, it was difficult when your kid mm-hmm. kept kicking me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do you want me to say to you, he's kicking me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you because you're you do deserve the same respect yeah. that the parent deserves from their child. Yeah. Whatever is like easiest and least confrontational for you. Like, say this conversation didn't happen, right? And it just like spread. Like the other night, I had to leave Simon with a friend of mine yeah. to go to the hospital to get Jesse, and like we didn't have time to have a conversation right. about what we do for discipline. I was just right. like, you Good guys point. are watching a movie and hanging out. Like, yeah. it'll be fine. I knew that Simon was not going to like attack her. Right. He's, he's like happy to play with her whatever right so the conversation didn't happen had he done something that was totally not okay yeah like i think i think good advice for friends in that situation is like what's easiest for you and like least harmful confrontational for the child like oh, that's interesting. what's the least you can do to like distract like i almost like distraction yeah you know what would what would your parents say like are you allowed to do that you know right. or if you if you must have a conversation about it but just like move on like kind of do the least possible until you can get to your friend and have a conversation yeah or That's call a, them right away yeah. and say you know they're hitting me yeah <laughs> what yeah, do what i do? Can I do that's a good point i mean always ask but if but if you haven't had the pre-conversation that's what you can do that's I think. a good point so then we got uh one of my i think a really good question that we got was um can you only be friends with someone without kids if you've known them a long time? That's interesting. Uh, and do you think we've ch- – these are for people – this comes from a listener who like, has no desire to have kids. Mm-hmm. She and her husband have totally made the choice. We don't want kids. We're not, we don't want to yeah. like kids. Yeah. Kids are great. Don't want to have them. Yeah. Not in our life plan. Yeah. Right? Uh, do you think yeah, – her other question – so her question is, you know, can you? Can we even be friends? Yeah. Right. Uh, and do you think we've chosen such profoundly different life paths that it just isn't worth the effort 
to like maintain the friendship. So sad. I know. This is really sad. I think this falls into that camp of, you know, I don't want to have kids. And with that comes all this like baggage from society telling you that that's a really bad choice Mm -hmm. and that's weird and you should totally want to have kids Mm -hmm. and no one's going to be able to relate and understand you Mm -hmm. and people who've had kids good for you you had kids and Mm -hmm. aren't you superior and you're Mm -hmm. the only one who can know true love and like (laughs) like that you know this is stuff that we are kind of fed Mm -hmm. and just as it just as that affects us in how we view ourselves as parents or how we view any decisions that we are making, it definitely affects our confidence in addressing these issues with our friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have whole arguments, discussions, breakups, whatever, in our mind before we ever speak to our friends about it. And we never give our friends or ourselves the opportunity to be surprised by how gracious and nice and kind we are you you became friends or you are drawn to somebody to become friends for a reason Mm -hmm. you it is really rare that you just pick an asshole to be friends with right okay so like sometimes uh we can get really wrapped up in our own decisions and what we're our fears of how people will view our decisions and that can just hinder us so i think when I when I you're right, it is sad. Like that like that question is like, oh yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah. This just sounds like a we need to go out and have a discussion. And really be I mean, really, sometimes they're really quick. It's like, look, I can't text you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. But this definitely calls for like, if you are the person with the kids, respect really showing your friend that you respect their decision that yeah. they're not to have kids. Yeah. And that you are just as accepting and willing to have them in your life and and that and that both of you can be generous and forgiving of each other and not have to worry about what you're going to say mm-hmm. that like i know as the mom i would be like oh, if i talk about my kids how perfect I think my child is or that she nailed this thing or my genius moment or my fail or whatever that my friend without kids is going to think that's a direct comment on her. Right. Even though I'm just sharing my experience. Mm. It's sort of like if your friend's unemployed and you have a job at that particular moment, talking about your job is going to make them feel like shit for not having a job. Right. Even though that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's... That's a little bit of what maybe it played. That's where you just have to both get past it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's in a way it is a big thing because it's a lifestyle yeah. thing. Um, but as maybe a, maybe especially when your kids are little. I don't know because my kids are little. Um, but I think it's it can just be sort of like anything that is different between friends. Like, right. like anything that are exactly. totally different that you don't understand, you know, like. And, you know, I have some friends going through breakups right now. Right. And I, I can't relate to that, but we're still really close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or, you know, friends who have like a totally different career life from right. you. Or, I mean, there's lots of things. But I think um, if you have been friends for a while, you know, sometimes that one, if one friend has a baby um, or two or three, it can kind of like throw things into like a little bit of confusion mode. And it might just be, 
you need to find a new like thing that you do that works together. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's that like one of you just comes over and watches TV sometimes. Or like maybe it's that you like going for walks together. Or like maybe you guys text while you're watching a TV show that you really like uh, together. Or like, you know what I mean? Like there's like I think I've found that with my friends where, you know, as our lives have changed and grown, the friends that I've been able to stay close with even though we don't do the same stuff together that we did five years or 10 years ago, like we, we, we kind of have a thing that we do. Right. You know what I mean? That works. Yeah. And you should be able to, you should be able to find that thing together. Yes. And you should be able to talk about it. I, you know, I sit there listening to you talk about those things immediately. I was like, God, if I didn't have kids, I would feel so like, I would, I would constantly feel like you felt sorry for me. Is that a weird thing to say that, like, if, you if I didn't have kids, didn't have even kids. though it was my decision to not have kids, uh-huh. that, like, that I'm pitied for not knowing the true love weird. that is out there. Yeah, because I mean, I it goes the other way, though, too, because sometimes right. I feel like I'm being pitied, like, yes. by my friends who yes. don't have kids, that, like, they're looking at me like, oh, God, look at you. Like, you're, you're such a mess. Like, decision, you can't even, even, like, drive across town to, like, go to a barbecue. Right. Like, what's your problem? See, you know, kind that, of like, that's really kind of sad. Like, that's it. That's exactly yeah. it. Again, it's, I think those are two exact perfect examples of what's playing out in uh-huh. our minds that are that probably is completely not true. Yeah. So get it out there. Yeah. Talk to each other. Yeah. So we have one last question we're going to answer. I, I really like this question. I think this ties in to, again, some other questions that we got. But it is, when you think, crap, now my best friend will be lame forever. Then you see them parent and how they are themselves and how amazing they are at it. You see how awesome, smart, and beautiful their kids are. Uh, and that perhaps makes it all worth it. I really like, you know, how do I, she, she basically, she's just like, ah, how do I let my friend know that I think that's great? Mm-hmm. And we had other questions like that where people are like, how can I let my friend know that I'm totally cool talking about baby stuff all day and baby body changes? And mm-hmm. uh, how do I let her know I want help making my house super inviting to you and your kids and your family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there was like this series of questions of, I really love you. Yeah. And I really want you to know how much I love you. And I don't want to come across as being like, there's a concern about coming across as being insincere. And uh, I, I'm going to just take a stab at this a little bit. But my because of what I went through, especially at the very beginning, because all of my friends didn't have kids and even and my best friend was like, I can remember having a conversation with her two years in on the phone and just being like, oh, she was she was like, you never call. And I was like, I got to tell you, I feel like you don't want to sit there and be on the phone talking to me while Katie Bell, while, I, while I'm being interrupted Every two minutes in our conversation with Katie Bell coming out and interrupting me or her screaming, like her crying or like, hold on, I got to, even though Stefan's supposed to be watching her, like it never works out. And I feel like you hate that, right? Like you just can't stand it. And it really plays into my desire to call and do, it makes me feel bad, like I can't call. And she was like, I do not feel that way. And even though she said that, I still felt that way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And part of that was, I couldn't believe her. Because mm-hmm. I, because I couldn't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. I could not because it was so stressful to me and it was so distracting to me that it made it unenjoyable to try and have those conversations. So I have had the friends say to me, "I want to do this right," and me just not 
believe that that was true. Mm-hmm. Five years in now to having kids, uh, I have a different perspective now. Like I'm much more confident in being a mom. Uh, I'm much more confident in the fact that I can and can't do things and like. <laughs> Like, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I have forgiven myself for some of the things, like who I am and what I have to do now and like what I'm trying to figure out. So it's a little, it's a little hindsight. It's kind of easier sort of thing. But yeah. I do, my advice would be to tell your friends more than once. Tell them over and over again. Yeah. And in different ways. You are doing a really good job. I love watching you fucking nail this. You are, that is, I have no idea what I would yeah. do in that situation. Do you need help? Can yeah. I help? Because I like, I always have friends who want to just, let me hold Ellis. Yeah. And I'm like, don't fuck it. I know that you think I'm a crazy person for not passing my baby to you. Yeah. But it is so much easier for me to get the job done holding that baby oh. sometimes than, yeah. than like putting him in your arms yeah. and watching him scream and watching yeah. him like cry. Yeah. That does not help me. Yeah. If all I'm trying to do is get the fucking milk, I got the baby. Yeah. Okay. So like it's not like I, I so those are the those little yeah. things like that. You got to let that go. How can I help you otherwise? Can I pick that up? Can I do this? And I just, uh, I, you cannot tell people enough. I feel like if it had been repeated to me over and it's sort of like at the end of our show, you're doing a good job. And I finally have accepted Teresa telling me that I'm doing a good job mm-hmm. and I don't like blow it off anymore. And it took what, three years? You mostly don't blow it I off anymore. I mostly don't blow it off There's anymore. Like, I don't want to lose my edge, guys. Week to week, it's it a depends. little iffy. But over Overall, I'm starting to believe it a little more, and it only took three years of having it said to me in a small, hot room uh, for me to start to get it. So for some of us out there— I'm going to start, like, zapping you with something every time. Give me a cookie. A cookie. Uh, So sometimes it might just be— you you just gonna like I I would have loved to have heard that a lot. What do you think about people asking you questions about the baby, like asking you how, like ask, like so oh. tell me about Katie Bell, how's she doing, or tell me about Ellis, how is he doing? Like if like, and asking questions like what are they eating, or right. like what do you you know like I think that does falls that to me. Uh-huh. It falls to me to believe that they actually want to know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that yeah. the people with kids, this is such a. This is one of those exercises that you we just have to do to kind of get fake it so we make it a little bit yeah. kind of thing. I think it's one of yeah. those exercises where you're just going to have to believe that when your friend's asking you a question, they genuinely want to know. Yeah. And they're not asking you small talk. So that falls to us. I yeah. think, I, but I think that can really work if we can get on board for that. Because I think I remember, especially for me in those really early days with the new baby, like it was, there was such a desire to just own that that was my whole world that was everything I could even come close to thinking about I mean Jesse and I used to laugh about how like I couldn't even really get jokes during that time yeah I I couldn't my brain just wasn't that's not where I was at like I was just I think we said at the beginning at the the, one of the first episodes was like and if you just had a baby you're not gonna find this show funny at all yeah Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like too too much, you know? And like, I think I definitely, even with Oscar, even with the second baby, I think I had like for the first like six months of his life, I don't think I could listen to like any podcast. I know a lot of people do while they're breastfeeding at night or whatever. And it was like too much input for me. I like couldn't. 
I just couldn't concentrate. And yeah. so like I think all I could think about was the baby and like for my my friends um with and without kids who like did an amazing job of like supporting me during that time, they they would ask like, "So what's up with are they yeah, sitting up now? Are they right. like crawling?" You know, it just like I mean, I don't know. Sometimes we need to drone on about it a little bit and not to our partners if we have partners. Like, we need to talk about it. Yeah. uh, And we need to believe that you're you're willing to listen to it. And on the (laughs) opposite side, but on the opposite side, there are days, and I should... And I and I try and be better at saying to friends because I know friends sometimes call and start talking to me and they're like, "Why don't you ever say any? Like, why don't you ever complain about anything? Why don't you ever talk? Why don't uh-huh. you ever?" And I'm like, "I don't want to. Uh-huh. To be honest, I really just want to listen to you. Oh, and I wish I yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to just listen and like hear yeah. the conversation that's coming in and yeah. think about your problems or your concerns and talk yeah. about that and not yeah. because it's some grandiose amazing life that I'll never know again yeah but you're my friend and I, I it, it's it's sort of like my podcast can I just listen to you talk about what's going on right like that's nice yeah so again you know I, I again for pretty much every question asked today yeah it's about being clear not being you are friends yeah you should not be afraid to ask say, comment whatever with a friend if it's coming from a place of kindness and uh and desire to to foster a stronger friendship totally that is Um, so true so thank you guys for all writing in these questions uh and now to prove to you that we are willing to share our mundane (laughs) the mundane details of our baby baby's lives and our lives with children and we will believe that you will actually listen to us in a supportive way. Don't think we've lost our mind. <laughs> I think we're going to move into our genius and fail segment. If you enjoy this show and are looking to get into audio production, you should apply for Max Fund's very first production fellow position. It's a year-long contract position where we'll offer training and you'll work hands-on for Max Fund shows like this one. Our application deadline is June 15th, so apply now. Details are at maximumfund.org/fellowship. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, da 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 Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Genius me. Uh, this is kind of a genius. So Oscar's <laughs> learning to drink out of a regular cup, like, on his own, like, sit at the little <laughs> toddler table with yeah. Simon and sip the cup. He's Right. 19 months now. He's doing it and he's doing really well because of my genius moment, <laughs> which was to start him off with a little bit of kefir 
in the cup, like a uh, yogurt. It's like oh, it's like a uh, yogurt like, what is drink. Reefer? It's basically like a uh, drink, drinkable yogurt. yogurt. Okay, it's it's thick. Yeah, and so he when he would mm. sip it, and I mean the other trick is obviously you just put a tiny bit at a time. Right, but I can give him like half a cup full, mm. of, like a little little kids cup of. The uh, kefir, we also call it yogurt smoothie in my nice. house. Perfect. Um, and he sips it, and it's really easy for him not to spill it because mm. it doesn't like splash and slosh around. Yeah. It moves really. <clears throat> it moves really slowly. Good job. I like that. Uh, my genius, which I didn't even realize, tied in so nicely to today's show. So. I know I'm in Alabama, but let's pretend it's like four weeks ago. <laughs> Stefan had been out of town for several days. Okay. Uh, and we were a lot of that time was weekend. Mm-hmm. And by that Sunday, I just had had it too much and it was going to be a really long day. And so I, one of my old friends uh, that uh, I used to know from New York recently moved out to L.A. And... Um, I just called her and I said, I just need you to come over if you could. Would you like to come over from like one until maybe even stay through dinner? And I want you to hang out. And But I'm going to be with kids. So I need you to not only hang out with me, but I need you to hang out with my kids. Like I'm, I need to kill this time. Mm-hmm. I just cannot explain it any differently. Yeah. Um, this will not be about you and I. <laughs> You're co-babysitting You're with co-babysitting me. with me. Uh, and, uh, and there's dinner and wine in it for you if you want. And she was like, absolutely. And she yeah. came out and she like fucking pulled those kids around in a wagon and like hung out. And we did do some separate times. We were like, all right, Katie Bell, now it's time for you to go play and do this thing. And then she uh-huh. and I are going to catch up a little bit while I'm watching Ellis. But it was just so great to have this extra set of hands. And we did get to talk and we did get to like catch up on stuff yeah but it made that time go so easily well good job to you and good job to her yeah she was she was awesome hi one bad mother i'm calling with a genius actually it's my husband's genius he takes our three-year-old son to school every morning and we like to have him use a potty before he goes to school and it's really been a battle so lately (laughs) my husband has started hiding my son's shoe the shoes in the bathroom and um, uh, having him go on a hunt to find them. And then when he finds them in the bathroom, oh, it just happens to be there, so we'll use a potty. Thanks for the show. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's yeah, a great genius. It's a great genius. Good job. Yeah. I fucking love it. Good job. I like just, I like the straightforward, fixed it. Yeah. Done. And it's so fun. And it's fun. It's a fun way to fix it. It's good. I like it. Good job. <laughs> Teresa? Yeah. Fail yours. Fail. 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 You suck. Sorry, this one's kind of gross. Good. But um haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. And it's unrelated to cooking. <laughs> uh actually, it's kind <laughs> of related. Um <laughs> So last night I went to like empty out Simon's lunch bag contents. You know, he uses one of those like uh ba- it's like a bag with like a Velcro flap at okay. the top sure. um that's like uh, a you know insulated thing, yeah. you know insulated uh lunch bag. Um and so I went to like open it up and pull out the Tupperwares and like put them in the sink and uh, all that. 
And when I did that, um, I happened to like notice something little in like the bottom corner. And I'm like, what is that little dark thing? And I look closer and it was a really gross little bug that I've never seen one of them before but it was sort of like a cross between like a small slug Mm. and a bug okay it was gross that's gross and I tried to shake it out outside and it was like kind of like stuck in there but it was still alive I saw it like moving Mm. um so anyways finally I got it out and then I was like gonna wash out the inside of the thing, but I realize no, it, it doesn't get worse. Okay, get worse. Right. So, yeah, well, like, it kind of gets worse. There's no more gross stuff. That okay. was the gross. Pr- well, right. actually, okay. <laughs> so basically, I went to clean it out, but I realized like I've never cleaned it. Like I've never cleaned the inside of his lunch bag. Well, yeah, and, like ever. Like I was like, oh, I should probably be cleaning this once in a while. <laughs> like it's not like it's like yeah. totally corroded or like right. disgusting, but, but there it could be more of there's residue. There. I yeah. mean, there's residue. Yeah. It's like a little bit Beach sticky and shit. around. Yeah, sticky you know? There. Yeah. I mean, I got it from at the beginning of the school year, so that was like what September. A while, and now it's okay. Yeah, so but in mom almost time, almost a year. In mom Nine time, months. it's like three weeks. It's the time for a baby to gestate. <laughs> Uh, that I have never once even like wiped down the nice. inside of his lunch bag. That's something. So I did it. Good. Thanks. Good. <laughs> you may have actually made life in that thing. You you may have actually gestated some sort of weird slug mutant. Speaking of slugs, mm-hmm. Katie Bell has a lot of slugs that she goes and she collects in the yard. Mm. And uh, she apparently had been keeping a lot of them in what she was referring as the slug hut, which is just a rock that she puts the slugs under. And uh-huh. as you pull the slug rock back, lots of slugs and bugs and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we've got guys who come and do the yard. Anyway, through a series of events, the slug hut got moved. Yeah. And uh, she came up from school. Moved, like, moved from one place to the other? Yeah, like, just, I don't know, I don't know what the slug hut was. Okay, All so I know right. is that Katie Bell came home from school yesterday and was distraught as if somebody had like killed her best friend because the slug hut was gone and or moved and all of her slugs were gone and she was really upset and the fail is that I was so fucking tired and like it had been like she's just been like this whiny period right now and like butt pushing and I'm just coming off of like the stuff and being gone and I am so tired and I just was like well, I'm sorry, but it's time to do your homework. She's like, this, this slug hut discovery happened when yeah. I was trying to get her to do her homework. And I yeah. was like, you come and you do your homework. And yeah. she was just like outside, sitting outside, crying. Oh. And I was not comforting her. Oh. And like I caught myself and I went out a few minutes later and I was like, I am sorry, little five-year-old girl. Clearly <laughs> this is important to you and I am a monster. <laughs> I am sorry that you're slug, but we will do this again. You know, because she fucking kills every slug she touches. Right. I mean, how deep can it go? Right. Um, but I just was like, I. she's five. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That sucks. That, is, that does suck for her. In fact, her best friends may have just been killed. Oh. So, horrible mother. I have a 13-month-old son and a three-week-old son. Um, and my older son just learned to give kisses, which are big, <laughs> open-mouth, wet things not he hasn't learned to pucker yet um i was feeding my newborn and big brother came over and kissed the top of newborn's head and i praised him i said thank you for being 
so good to your little brother. And then I looked down at baby brother's head and realized that there were teeth marks. <laughs> so I praised my oldest son to uh, bite his brother's head. And I <laughs> felt awesome about that. So love, you, love your show. Oops. Bye. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I... At least he's only 13 months, and he'll She's probably also, forget, like, next week. Also, good job. Yeah. That's two very tiny that's very. That's a lot. living in your house. you got a lot that's going on. That's a lot going on. Because every time I tell, like, Katie Bell, good job! Yeah. I don't even know what she's doing. Yeah. And she's probably, like, breaking Alice's fingers, yes. right? Like, I don't. Like, yes. oh, good job, baby yeah. girl. Yeah. Way to love your brother. Oh, yeah. Punch, punch, punch. Simon would do this thing where he would, like, pull Oscar <laughs> in for a hug yeah. and then just be, like pulling him in like too hard. hard and I would start to notice Oscar's trying to get out yeah. and he like can't get out and Simon's got his arms like around his neck <laughs> I was like oh wait this is not a hug anymore this is like a chokehold good job baby oh yeah. yeah so oh hang in there you, you alright fine you're a horrible mother sure and your baby is a monster your older baby is a monster Before we wrap up for the day, uh, we do want to have what is one of our favorite things on the show, and that is, which always gives us insight into what life is like after having kids, uh, and that is having a mom have a breakdown. Okay. I'm not quite sure how you would categorize this. Um, it's definitely not a genius moment. Maybe more like a mommy what the fuck moment. <laughs> Uh, I just put my girls, two-year-old twins, down for their nap about an hour ago. Um, I thought they were about to sleep because it was really quiet within the monitor. They weren't really moving much. Um, I saw one of them stand up and start jumping around because she wanted to get up, but that's fine. That's my time. They can jump around be awake all they want to. They just <laughs> need to be in there away from me. <laughs> anyway, so Macy started screaming. Sounded terrified, like she was bleeding out, like something happened. I don't know what happened. Screaming at the top of her lungs, saying, oh, no, oh, no, just starts with her look. Oh, no. <laughs> and I look in the monitor, and she's holding something in her hand. And I was like, oh, Lord, there's no telling what this is. <laughs> so I ran in there, and my precious, precious child is holding a turd, <laughs> a big one. Like, yuck. pick one. And, <laughs> God, she, like, hands it out to me like she wants me to get it. But she's a crazy little girl. She will throw anything and drop it. It's just what I thought she was going to do is drop it. And so I freaked out. I had to think fast. Didn't know what to do. And I told her, I was like, okay, squeeze it. Just so she wouldn't drop it or throw it at me or hand it to me or anything. And then I told her to not touch me so got her out of her crib took her to the bathroom and she threw it in the toilet and thought that was just the greatest thing ever now she's potty training so she's wearing pull-ups during nap time 
I got to pull up and looked at it. Not a skid mark, not a trace of shit anywhere. So the little turd took her pull up off and took a shit in her hand. I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Told my husband about it and he said it made his day. Which I might shoot him when he gets home just for that comment. Thanks, guys. Wow. 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 I do not like grabbing one's own shit or yeah. being a feces thrower is such a fear of mine. I had friends with first round of kids. Uh-huh. Cannibal never did this. Yeah. Ever. And I had friends who would like come in and the kid had taken the diaper off and there'd be yeah. like shit smeared on the wall. Yeah. Like just shit. And I was just like, nightmare. Like yeah. I just such a was nightmare. like, yeah. Like, such a thing that yeah. I'm terrified of. I'm which, like actually afraid to talk about it right now because I'm afraid gonna that's going to like make yeah. it happen. It's like one of the, it's sort of like, yeah, it's like one of those mom <laughs> parent things where you're like, if I, it's like the boogeyman, if I yeah. talk about it, it makes it real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So good job. Yeah. You totally took care of that. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. Teresa? Yes. So what did we learn today? I think we learned that. Uh, a lot of these issues that we have when there are big life changes uh, in our lives uh, can affect our relationships around us. And that communication is clearly the key to maintaining those friendships and making sure that everybody sort of gets on the same page and is able to openly communicate and share the experiences and the feelings that they're having and to treat each other with respect and to say that those feelings are valid. Right. And, uh, you know, the show was sort of an opportunity for you to ask us questions that might be hard to ask your friends right now uh, for whatever reasons. Uh, And probably the main reasons are what we talked about, which is we can get really bogged down in what we think is going to happen and what we think our friends are going to say and what we think is supposed to be expected of us and what we think we're doing wrong. You know, and so uh, it's much easier to ask us. And I hope that our answers, you know, shed some light on what's going on in it. in the world of parents, um, again, we don't speak for everybody. These are just sort of our experiences, and your friends are going to probably have different answers, or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be like, that's exactly how I felt. Maybe you listen to the show together as friends over coffee. Oh, there's an idea. Um, but uh, I can't believe they said that. <laughs> what? See, you're bonding. Shared enemy. Uh, <laughs> but I think that, I think now I hope that we were able to put your mind at ease that a lot of times the answers to these questions are pretty straightforward and really <laughs> have nothing to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and vice versa. Yeah. You know? And so we hope that you will go out and ask your friends now. And we encourage you to do so. And uh, if you are the person with kids and you're feeling that there's a disconnect between you and your friends uh, who don't have kids or have kids and there's just a disconnect, mm-hmm. we, we hope you'll reach out to them and vice versa. You know, I, I don't know what has happened to us. And I don't think anything's happened to us. This may just have been the way of like human existence. This fear of reaching out and, yeah. and talking to each other about problems or concerns or questions and that, like, the worst thing that's going to happen is not you're, you lose everything. Right. The 
Let's start trying to guess what the best thing that's going to happen yeah, yes. totally. What was that show? We did something where it was about spinning that. Anxiety. Let's think about, yeah. like, our kid's not going to lose all their teeth. Their kid's going to learn independence. Yeah. My friend's not, friendship's not going to be over when I bring this up. My friendship's going to get fucking stronger. Yep. Um, you're all really doing a good job. And we're all lucky to have each other. We are. Yeah. yeah friends are the best. Friends are the best. Let's just remember to keep telling each other, good job. Yep. Teresa? Yes. I miss you desperately while I'm here in Alabama. I hope you do. I'm I do. probably like just sad and sad. despondent. Yeah. No one to talk to. Yeah, I don't know who I am without you. And <laughs> probably much calmer. <laughs> um, not having somebody yell at you all the time. Ah, Teresa! Everything is falling apart. Uh, you are doing a really good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. Just keep kicking back on that porch and <laughs> just. On that rocking yeah, chair. Yeah, rocking right? chair. Just having a bourbon yep. while my children run around with livestock. And uh, my grandparents are, I mean, my parents are super active and not terrified of my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we playing the game of all the things that can go right? Look, everything's okay. going right. Everything's Good. going right, guys. Uh, everybody, you are doing a great job. Yep. We hope you are having an amazing summer. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listener. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, busting by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, busting by, not low down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.